I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everybody and welcome to Glamour. Hey, it's okay. We're gonna talk about some very serious issues. Well, in brackets, not very at all, actually, but they're sort of important to us and important to the glamour world. Joining me today are Lisa Harvey, our Deputy Features Editor. Hello. And lovely Becky Fern, our Junior Beauty Writer. Hello. And not last but not least, very excited today to introduce vlogging and blogging YouTube sensation wow. of our age. Thank a real you. 21st century icon, ladies and gentlemen, Louise Pentland. Hello. Thank you. I would like you to introduce me to everything always like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Louise, um, you are now a fully fledged grown up adult of the interwebbing world. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but you, kind of. uh, until recently, you had the, I mean, you've still got it, the hugely successful YouTube channel, Sprinkle of Glitter. And that's yes. how most of your fans know you. Yes. But you're. I don't know, you're sort of like busting out of that shell, is that right? Uh, yes, I'm still actually keeping the channel Sprinkle of Glitter. That's not going to be changed. The URL is staying the same. Um, however, when I started, I started as Louise Pentland and just kind of fell into being this very sweet persona of Sprinkle of Glitter because even just the name Sprinkle of Glitter sounds sweet and cute. Yeah. Um, I didn't really mean to do that, but it happened naturally. And then... A couple of years ago, really, I started to feel like I didn't. Oh, that didn't feel quite natural to me, but I didn't know how to get out of it. And I thought, well, that's what you do. You put on like your internet face or your filming face, and you do that. And then I just got to a point earlier this year where I just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. It's really boring. And bo- if I'm bored of my own videos, how can I possibly expect other people? to want to watch them and how can I really tell people to watch them with any conviction like go and watch my great new video if I don't think it's great so I just thought I would fuck it all off and do what <laughs> mm. I want to do mm. but if you're doing that I'm really fascinated by it because I think that you know the the YouTube world it sort of exploded from nowhere mm-hmm. I think it's really reached a maturation point over the last couple of years hasn't it where mm-hmm. some of you guys are like really mainstream celebrities now I'm thinking of you Tanya Zoella people like that um, but then 
it's suddenly then I think you're all at that point where you were all very, very young when you started. Yeah, really young. And now you're adults. And I mm-hmm. think that even in my own house with my own daughter, who's sort of like a huge fan of lots of you guys, I wonder if she's going to struggle with you you know sort of like wanting to shed that sort of like that that tweeny yeah. targeting do you know what I mean she might do mm. um and for a long time I didn't change because I was worried about that because of all the mums that say oh my daughter loves you and all the little girls say I love you so much but there comes a point where I have to just say I'm not your child's entertainer mm. I would like you to watch my videos I would like their mums to watch my videos because I'm a mum I don't watch a certain variety video that these young people are wanting to watch I don't want to make that either I want to make stuff that I want to make I liken it to when you go and see your grandma you don't tell her that you went out last night and did several Jaeger bombs or you don't tell them you know what sort of sex you've been up to well this my week. nanny was always too hungover to get into that conversation <laughs> well, your nan sounds yeah. great but yeah. I wouldn't tell my grandma that I'd be very like prim and proper and that's what I was doing but now I don't want to get rid of my channel. I'm not finishing it. I'm not leaving it. I'm still the exact same person, except now I want to talk to my audience, not like they're my grandma or my younger cousin. I want to talk to them like they're my sister or my friend or my equal. Um, so I'm still me and it's still staying. It's just evolving. And I think it uh, it's exciting. Some people have taken it quite literally and that like, oh, it's the end. It's not the end. It's the beginning. And it's exciting. I wondered if you've suddenly, right, I've got an adult channel now. I was a bit like, what, what's going to happen? <laughs> no, I saw a few people. Cue the like, porn guitars. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I yeah. read on a few yeah. like, news outlets had done like, Louise Penton and Vowles make adult content. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> my dad doesn't read this. Or your grandma. <laughs> or my grandma. So what what is your content going to be? Now, I think that you've always stood out to me as being um, more rounded with your content anyway. I, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about your sort of like glitter craft kind of that that, that side mm-hmm. of the channel, but I do know a lot about you talking about being really real about your relationships, about anxiety. You did a lovely piece for us in the print glamour about yep. that. And I think that, have you made a conscious decision about where you're going to go with your content? Uh no, my decision is if I would talk to my friend about it, I want to make a video about it. So many things have happened in my life in the far past couple of years that I've kept private. I've become a more and more private person, keeping more and more and more offline for fear of offending or being too adult in nature. Like dating, Tinder, using Tinder. That's the thing I've done for like a year, not at the moment, but that's the thing I did. It was hilarious. I would often ring my friends or my manager and be like, guess what? Ha ha, we would laugh for ages. None of that stuff ever made it. I just want to be able to be free with what I want to say. So I want to sit down and not have to censor myself. So um, I've got a few ideas of things I want to touch on. I want to touch on more on body confidence, but instead of body confidence in teenagers, I'd like to talk about body confidence during sex. Mm. I would like to talk about motherhood, but not quite as freely. I'd like to be able to make videos and say what's really actually a bit shit about it or stuff that's actually really easy and I don't understand why people make a fuss but with but before I wouldn't have done it for fear of them being like oh you're so smug or oh you're so rubbish now I just think if you think that about me I feel mature enough to handle that that's fine you can think that I don't mind and do you I mean you've got so many followers and subscribers it's like millions right yes yeah it is, what is it at last count don't pretend you don't know oh I've got oh. no idea 2.5 <laughs> oh. point yeah <laughs> yeah five million on my main channel I mean that's incredible right yeah it's and exciting and how does that and also feel terrifying. yeah how does that feel to can you walk uh, down the street without being bothered do you know what I mean all that sort of thing well Unless Justin Bieber is there to distract, absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I can. It's fine. It's still a very normal life. 
it's just occasionally someone will come up and be like, oh, I watch your videos. I'm like, oh, thanks. And they say, can I have a selfie? And I think, oh, God, I wish they didn't look like a sack of crap today. Yeah, sure. And then I just smile and hope they put up a good filter on it. I'm sure you never look like a sack of crap. Joe, please. (laughs) Come on. Yes, like a potato or an egg sometimes. What kind of a potato? Um, like just a baked potato. A sweet potato. That's what you should have said. Oh, I should have. (laughs) Sprinkled bitter would have said that. You know, I want to know, hey, is it okay if you just don't want to do social media? And I'm very interested in what you've got to say about this. You've made a career of it. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of talks at things like universities and high schools. And I feel like, you know, it used to be sort of optional. My husband just is like such a refusenik. He's not on Facebook. He's not on Twitter or any of that stuff, which Mm. is quite unusual in this day and age. I think we've actually tipped to the point where if you're young, if you're sort of like a lovely, fresh-faced young millennial like our Becky beauty girl here, it's almost like you can't have a career anymore if you don't have a social media presence. Do you think that's true? Well, I couldn't have my career without a social media Mm. presence. That'd be very challenging. Yeah. Um... I don't think you can't have a career if you don't have a social media presence. It's just you would, you can't have specific careers if you don't have one. But you could say that for anything, couldn't you? You could say you couldn't be uh, an athlete if you weren't into sport. You could say all sorts of things. You couldn't be an artist if you weren't into art. It's the same as you couldn't work in social media without having social media. Yeah, but I think that even if I was, um, you know, interviewing somebody for a bank job and, you know, all employers now do google their employers they look for what they've been doing on facebook and all those things i have to admit i i do think that i would think you were a bit weird if you didn't have any of that now it's almost like what have you got to hide yeah or and and also i mean there's a lot to be said for you know social media providing jobs and and you know it's a great access and a great it's great portal for people to find jobs as well and i think i don't know i just I think that for me, there are certain times when it's okay not to use social media and not Definitely. be not be on social media or have social media breaks. For example, if you're going through a breakup, or um, my sister, she recently, um, well, she had a baby last year, and she said she she recently read a really interesting piece about um, uh, social media does bring up that constant comparing and questioning and at a time when you do feel like you're most vulnerable or a really challenging Mm -hmm. time it's so easy for social media to lend itself to the more you know that negative side pulling on your insecurities um so i I can see breaks yeah like with your sister had a baby my friend recently had a baby as well and she's turned to social media a lot for support so she's got apps and forums and she snapchats the baby all the time so we can all like see her and all that kind of stuff yeah i mean mum's net was my therapy when i was Mm. at home on my own with a baby and not knowing what to do and did you ever read the most amazing forum on mum's net when you go back to your desk please penis in a cup the penis beaker just search (laughs) mum's net penis beaker yeah we've got someone nodding over there yeah brilliant Brilliant. i've never read they've never reached the disney i tell you literally the best thing about working at a a job like glamour is there's nothing in my google search that i can't explain (laughs) away in a professional capacity (laughs) in one way or another i'm surprised i haven't been fired yet with my search history including and not not limited to things like you know justin bieber's penis like you you know it's all research But I'm wo- I'm wondering with you, do you ever fantasize about just? I I always think you're you, you you're, you're probably too young, but I remember this scene in EastEnders where Frank Butcher just 
has a, like an inner meltdown and just leaves Albert Square, just walks out, <laughs> doesn't take a bag, a wallet, anything, and just focuses on the middle distance and gets the hell out of Albert Square. Do you ever think, do you ever have fantasies of like, I'm just going to... Well, I do have those mm. times, actually. Um, and I don't know if it's good or depressing, but no one ever notices. So, like, recently I... Um, flew away to Spain for three days and I didn't tell anyone. In fact, I didn't tell my manager till two days before, much to her absolute joy <laughs> at that memo. Um, and I didn't I didn't even look at my phone. In fact, I kept my phone in my bedroom and went out to the oh. pool and it was the most liberating experience. Mm. I didn't even know what the time was. Yeah, I can totally relate actually because I'm, I'm going on holiday in, well, 1st of October, so coming up really soon. Um, and I'm kind of like, for those two weeks, I'm just looking forward to turning off everything yeah and it's, so we're not going to be jealous of your holiday well maybe a few instas maybe <laughs> snaps but I don't know I'm really in two minds because I kind of feel like as a young millennial if I hadn't have had social media and had that presence it would have been so much harder for me to get my job at Glamour and to have internships and everything but at the same time I know from personal experience it, br- it brings such a stress and anxiety mm. for mm. people of my age and I really feel for teenagers and people younger than me that are growing up in this generation where if you don't have it you're judged but if you do have it it's just it brings on so much extra pressure and I I'm sure you can relate to this Louise god the mistakes I make on Twitter that get me into trouble that I don't even know there's there's always the things that you oh my god there's always someone judging there's always some throwaway I mean you know very thick skin yeah but it's always like that off the cuff comment that suddenly everyone's enraged about that it didn't occur to me and then you just feel sick for days and like you know it's tweet and delete joe tweet and delete there's always screenshots though there's always screenshots <laughs> there's always retweeting <laughs> but i mean i, I want to we do i do ra- love ra- social i just want to say i do love social media so, <laughs> so do i i, I want to wrap this up i just want to say it, I, I get asked a lot um from university students in particular oh should i have a blog should i have a blog mm. and i just don't know if mm. if you're good at it if you're not very good at it maybe not i'm not sure if that's the gateway to a media career I think it used to be something special, I think, but now everybody's got a blog. And is so. it now vlog more than blog? Yeah. Like, it's blog yeah. dating, yeah. dated, yeah. you know. And it, I'm falling back I, in love with my blog at oh, the moment. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, I remember Blogs you. are coming back. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if they ever didn't I went around. Know. I don't know either. There's so many to follow as well. And, it, you know, it, it does feel, it, yeah, in our industry as well, it's like if you don't have a blog, are you, you know, what's wrong with that's you? That's kind of how you know? I, I felt when I was like looking for my first internships and stuff, I really felt like I had to show off my best, you know, my writing and what I could do. And for that reason, I do think it was really valuable that I had it. But um, yeah, it's less about my blog, I think. It was more about social media for me, just always constantly comparing yourself to people. And the thing about social media is it's new. It's a pioneer industry. So with everything new, no one's set any rules yet. So if you think having a blog is worthwhile to you, write a blog, it's free. If you think it's not and you've got other assets that you could bring to the table, focus on those. It's so new, yeah. there aren't I, any standards. I, I, I would agree. And you said exactly you know, why you're changing your YouTube channel. If you're not passionate about something, it, it, it does it, it, it does show yeah. through. So don't, kids, take it from me. Don't do a blog if you're thinking, oh, I better do a blog. Do it because you really so kind you of, it. you almost have to do it. It's like this need in you to do yeah. it. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now I want to talk about fashion, guys. Yeah. Everybody at Glamour loves fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, is it okay to really shamelessly adore fashion? I got thinking about it when they aired the documentary about our sister magazine, Vogue. And, oh my gosh, again, social media was awash with, you know, really pouring scorn on these vacuous, sort of like shallow, um, you know, really superficial, mean girls and, you know, who care about trivial things like fashion. And I just got so angry on their behalf because I just feel like, I think because, I think because fashion is traditionally seen as a a women's pursuit, a, a women's interest, that it's by society, it's kind of belittled. And in this country, especially, we, we kind of tend to look down on people who do visibly care about their appearance, who do want to buy an expensive pair of shoes. And I just wonder how all you guys feel about fashion and whether or not you do think, you know, maybe you do think it's a vacuous pile of crap. I don't know, but I don't. Uh, well, I don't. Um, everybody has to get dressed in the morning and everyone has to put clothes on because it's illegal to go out naked but there's a difference we're working on it (laughs) yeah Um, it's not illegal for women to be topless though in the streets did you know i thought it was but it is not not found that out last week well this is information not not because i got my friday night outfit sorted (laughs) well i mean you know it's very hot today it's very hot in this cupboard actually (laughs) feel free louise she keeps trying to make it adult (laughs) (laughs) um so everyone gets dressed and there's a difference between just getting dressed for the day and loving fashion. I think fashion is a pa- hmm, fashion is a passion. Look at me running. <laughs> oh, man. There's a job in sub-editing for you. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah. Um, it's a hobby. It's fine to be passionate about something. Some people go and sit for hours in tiny little huts and fields and look for birds. Why yeah. is that any more worthwhile than... Because that's mostly guys who do that. Good for so them. anything like train spotting, and I mean, I think that's a bit sad, but, you know, anything that's that's generally a, a women's thing. And I guess what I'm getting at is, as well, you know, you are frowned upon. It's seen as almost immoral if you spend an eye-watering amount on a handbag or a pair of shoes. But it's... But why know, not? I mean... But, it's... But, it, but it's not seen as obscene in the same way if you buy a really expensive car or... And, you know, I know that... Yeah. 
cars are possibly more durable than a handbag. I get it. But what's the problem? Not prob- necessarily. Yeah, some people look after their bags really well, don't they? And some cars are terrible. Yeah. But, you know, I just kind of feel like why can't we let people be interested in what they're interested in? Why do we have to justify fashion in a way that we don't have to justify mm. other interests and pursuits well let's stop doing that then let's stop talking about it and stop saying oh is, is it vacuous we'll just say no it's not i want this bag i've earned this money this is my money i've bought a bag and do whatever the fuck i like so mm. just, let's stop apologizing it's, yeah it. it's no different to people going out and spending god knows how much on an iphone 7 or mm. like you yeah. said and i think for me i think fashion you know it's so it's become so much part of like it's a, it's part of your identity. It's an, yeah. a platform to express yourself. And for a lot of people, if that, you know, is all part of what makes them happy, it's like, yeah, go buy that bag. I, I think it's also, I mean, there is the dark side of fashion. There is, isn't there? There's that intimidating side. And I think Anna Wintour said it best in that film, the September issue. It opens, if you haven't seen it, with her saying, basically, I think that people find fashion a bit intimidating and sometimes... Um, a bit elitist and, and not for them, which, you know, I don't think that's necessarily true. But but then you, so the way that people deal with that is to pour scorn on it and yeah. say, oh, it's stupid. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a typical thing of, you know, if you're if you're jealous of a person, you, you, you know, that's what makes bullies bully, I think. And it's like if you're, if you don't understand fashion and you, you know, you put it down and you, you, you laugh at it and you make a joke of it and that's their way of dealing with it, I think. I think a little bit I'm intimidated by fashion in the sense that I don't and this is going to be much of the horror of lots of people I don't like London Fashion Week I don't like going to, I've been to it a couple of times and I didn't enjoy it what don't you like about it um I found that I couldn't find any common ground with any of the other people there mm. and whether this was my own insecure perception or reality and it's more likely to be the first one I felt very out of place there because I'm a plus size woman I don't follow um standard fashion so at the moment it's all the 90s stuff in the shops i hate it i really hate it i think you everyone here looks great but i i couldn't wear what you're wearing and look or feel nice in it although but, but i look I, at you and think you look great well so I love but, fashion but ditto louise i i couldn't wear what you're wearing yeah. i i don't i have a weird kind of like long torso so anything i can't wear something that's that's beautiful an hourglass like that because it cuts me in the wrong place and i just feel like i need to go the loo all day to be quite honest with you <laughs> so but, I love fashion in yeah. the sense that I love styling myself and I love seeing like your shirt I enjoy it. it's got you can't see this because it's a podcast but it's got all little faces on and it's fun I enjoy it so I enjoy to watch and see fashion but I don't covet it perhaps in the same way a lot of other people do and I prefer fashion on a more personal level so finding a nice shirt that like fits nicely on my boobs rather yeah. than okay what's on the runways in Paris totally. this season but it makes me sad to hear you say I just didn't feel a part of it I didn't and I think you said you know you feel like the wrong body shape to be yeah. part of that whole thing and I, I, I hear that a lot when I think about London Fashion Week and those audiences I personally find fashion much more democratic than it's ever given credit for. I feel like I, you know, like everybody else who sits in the front row, I I do sit around and stress about my outfits before I go. What should I wear? What should I wear? And I'm always constantly amazed at the range of individuality, which I think that gets glossed over. Oh, they're all sheep. They all wear the same thing and they all follow the trends. You'd be absolutely amazed. And I don't feel like... You know, I know people in fashion of all shapes and sizes as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder why 
it has this enduring kind of stereotype. Do you know what I mean? That it's it's only for size well, I six think twigs. It's the models, because yeah. the models are all very very slender mm. young girls. I would love to see short girls, or well, I mean, most of them on runways at all. I would like to see bigger girls. Um, I would like to see all, all kinds of different people on there, and I appreciate that um, the clothes hang a specific way on them, or they've made sample sizes. Um, but it would be nice to see a variety of body shapes at London Fashion Week. I know there are specific um, fashion shows for curvier women, and I hate that. I, oh yeah, I agree. I can't yeah. stand yeah. it. I think why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? That's mm. you're making. I almost feel like it's making it worse to be like, okay, so we're curvy yeah. or we're bigger, we're plus size, we're going to have our own I, thing. No, I, um, no, no. I had a fashion dinner to go to last night and I was talking to a stylist about this and she's finding it frustrating and that it, with a lot of designers, she can't even get the samples that fit her wafiest clients so for some reason and I don't know what it is, a lot of designers are making their samples smaller and smaller and smaller to the point though where I think there's starting to be a backlash about that so I I think that that will be I hopefully move on but I do feel like the fashion world does throw up you know um, Sophie Dahls, Winnie Harlow's people like that I think actually yeah. actually fashion is is often looking for those individual mm. interesting muses interestingly but, I think social media is playing a huge part in yeah. celebrating women of different shapes sizes heights every type of different thing I don't want people to think oh it's just big or small it's all kinds of varieties of people um I'm noticing that I follow a lot of plus size models I follow a lot of normal models I follow you see I just did it there it's so ingrained I said normal models Mm. like plus size isn't normal Mm. you're so ingrained in thinking size 10 normal size anything else plus size and even me that like works in the industry where I talk about curvy and plus size I still do it so it's it's just society I think but you caught yourself see and this is where I think the difference is I think that society is retraining itself and I agree with you I think social media has played a big important part in people going you know we're not going to take this anymore Mm -hmm. so I think we all and you know we work hard to celebrate the designers who don't send me a size zero sample you know so it's yeah yeah. I think social media is allowing us to choose our own influences and tailor it to what we want to see which is nice yeah and I you know I want as a magazine editor I want our readers to feel confident in fashion and I and it to me it's not about oh you all have to wear dungarees this year I we try really hard I think to you know to say okay so here's what the runway's doing but here's this is what's stylish we're always trying to do style rather than fashion we try well if yeah. ever you want a plus size vlog on your cover Joe, I'm be more than happy to step up well that. you know I throw that out there now <laughs> brazenly that'd be fine well, by me I'm free every day so <laughs> Let's do it. I've got the studio to go. (laughs) We can take a picture in a cupboard. I'm sorry, I can't help myself today. (laughs) What I want to talk about now is I want to sort of like X-rate it up a bit. Okay. You're getting ready. I'm excited. This is my like first month of foray into this sort of stuff. Just take your top off and we'll get on with it. All right. It's not illegal. (laughs) You're wearing a beige bra. No one will judge. beige with with old bubbles on it. I'm sort of like, I'm I'm democratic about fashion, Louise, but there are limits. Well, I'm also wearing what I call to Maddie my fleshy square pants. You know, those ones that are like control pants, but you, but. They're like bike shorts. Yeah, yeah. I am pure I love sex those. today, everybody. <laughs> People might be surprised that I love a fleshy, what do you call it? A fleshy square. I love a squ- fleshy square pan. <laughs> I don't know, you just feel better, I think, sometimes yeah, in yourself. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, nothing yeah. like I have that to go noise. to a, I have to go to a lot of <laughs> evening events, and it doesn't really, you know, pouring yourself into a sort of like fairly tight fitting dress doesn't bode well with the four p.m. office stress bloats. So this is where <laughs> I need the fleshy square pants. Let me tell you, I know we're going off topic. I went to the um, the Bridget Jones premiere the other day. Brilliant film, really enjoyed it. And I wore fleshy squares, but then over the top of that, I wore my fleshy cosy, so like a swimming costume of flesh that goes under the bra. I've never felt discomfort like it. So when I got to my car afterwards, which was an underground car park somewhere, I just took it off in the car park and then I just drove home not in underwear. And I wonder how much that CCTV footage is <laughs> now That's liberating. That's yeah. why I didn't say the name of the car park. <laughs> this is where you can find the CCTV. <laughs> We've all kind of got the image now anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's like It's like squeezing played out of a condom when I come out of like support underwear it's hideous but beautiful for me there are worse things to squeeze out of a condom I think you're all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway see I'm, I'm kind of like going to make myself look like a massive hypocrite now because what I want to talk about is it okay to be a secret prude I think I am quite a secret prude and the reason I I'm not getting that vibe no <laughs> not what I'm picking up well what I mean is oh god I really am going to sound like who was that old English bag Mary Whitehouse it was like I was walking along um, a tube platform the other day and there's movie posters everywhere for that film that animated film with Seth Rogen and co um, Sausage Party I'm really, I, I'm actually really outraged of London by that poster. It's, um, if you haven't seen it, it's a little animated sausage with a really cute little face. And he's at a particular angle that, you know, some of us here have seen other sausage shaped things at. I mean, it just, it, well, basically, it just looks like a big erection, basically. Right, and it's, yeah. a, it's like a big old joke. Yeah, I, you know. Like and I just feel like it's just the lamest laziest way that people used to sell anything and it drives well, me crazy six of sex isn't it it's like that's, that's oh a, that's someone a get a pen yeah <laughs> i've been doing it wrong <laughs> so, yeah. louise school me school me well when but, a man and a woman yeah. <laughs> Want to share or that even when they hate each other way. a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just sort of like taking it out aggressively in the bedroom I, yeah. I think it's yeah. really hard to be a prude when you work for glamour though mm. I think in glamour like well, we know every detail you know detail but, of but I am I know I'm quite happy to have a no holds barred conversation but when it comes to in the print I'm the one going mm, I don't think we I think but I don't think we should, we should be saying the f word there and everybody kind of laughs at me because I've got the pottiest mouth in the office but in print I'm like oh no so it's sort of like always clutching my pearls there's a balance yeah. definitely yeah I think it's oh that's a tricky one because I don't think I'm a prude I will talk about anything to almost anyone but then if my like sister who is 20 and sexually active and she's gonna hate me saying that and she can do whatever she likes if she so much as says like oh last night was great fun i'm like oh, i'm gonna be sick <laughs> oh please. yeah i don't want to hear about that that yeah. Yeah. i don't want to hear about like, my relatives doing anything of that nature yeah. at all horrific isn't it but i think what i mean is like there's also um on another train station i go to a lot there's an ad a huge big billboard and it's a man standing in a suit and a woman standing in a skirt suit, and she's looking at his area, his sort of like Dick. crotch area through his trousers. And the headline, the big slow, uh, line on the ad is, thinking of a bigger package. And it's oh, about God. a recruitment it's firm. Really crass, and it's and like, it's really, oh, really? Stereotypical. And yeah. it's, not, it's, it's assuming that sex can't be smart. Mm. And I think that's why I do love a lot of our 
you know, I'm biased, but our features in the magazine and um, our amazing new sex, editor, yeah. new sex editor, Gemma Askham, are like the people who have a way of writing about sex, um, you know, in an informative, fun, sparky way, which doesn't leave you cringing at your desk. But no, or, but it, it's or, not or even about sex, though. It's not about that. It's about... It seems a bit playground, those sorts of it's playground just, sex jokes. You know, what I mean is, I just feel prudish about okay, so we're selling a piano, so there's a naked woman on top. Or, do you know what I mean? I just yeah. don't understand. We haven't moved on, basically. Why everything has to be years. like Benny Hill, you know? But what it's do you think good. about the, the new uh, Channel 4 dating show, Naked Attraction? Oh, I haven't seen it. It's the one where they literally, they're all naked and then they're like slowly revealed. Hideous. Yeah, and it's Hideous. like full nudity. I just feel it's a bit end of days, really. I mean, but I don't know if that's just me being an old... Boring well, I don't know bag. Either. I'm 31, I so I feel like I'm oh, getting there too. I'm so just, much older than you. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're a young person. Tell, no, I, tell I, me, young person. I was having a discussion about it with, with one of my best friends the other day, and um, we both said it is like absolutely ridiculous. Like, when you watch it and you're like cringing behind your pillow. But you're watching it. Mm. But you're watching it. And yeah. and the, the good thing about it, if there is one, is that as a young woman, you know, we're so exposed to perfect bodies and you know perfectionism and airbrush and everything that it's actually quite nice to see women that look like me on on that show Mm -hmm. and you know that that do have curves and that you know do have different size boobs and you know bum and whatever and so it is it, it it's actually quite good in a way to expose younger people to to normal body types so but i think that's sexy things you can relate to or that are on your level yes but mm. stuff that you know like in the playground at senior school when boys would, would like make little comments you're like mm. oh, doesn't even make sense okay. that's what that's the kind of advertising i don't like so i'm like mm. it's just i think so you hit obvious. the nail on the head i think it is like redefine it's like that's not sexy those adverts joe that you saw mm. like that we can all agree that that's we're smarter than yeah. That. yeah. It's just it's like oh, you know, we need to sell something. We need to try and make it funny. I know. Let's make a dick joke. It's just like every, every time, sex sells, every isn't time. It? And it's interesting. Uh, you know, I know that all those very sound, intelligent sociological reasons for doing a naked show. Mm. That's the fig leaf of why they're doing it. They're doing it because they know that people want to look at bums and yeah. willies and boobs. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, and everyone's compelled by that. So, yeah. Sex yeah. and advertising. Did anyone see the recent Maltesers advert? The around? disabled ads. Yes, yeah. brilliant. I thought that yeah. was brilliant. I was like, yes, you've talked about sex. You're selling Maltesers. I still like what you're doing. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. prudish about that. That's great. And they were yeah, genuinely funny. They were funny because it was real women. I was like, I could be one of those friends. Mm. I yeah. could, I, yeah, I get it. Whereas like sausage looking like a hard dick. No. I don't care. Oh, I get it. I've just got it. I've just got what they've done with that sausage party poster. But as a grown up woman, you don't look at a hard dick and go, ha ha ha. Oh my God, it's a penis, do you? Mm. So you no. wouldn't do it for a poster. It's like there are smart and clever ways about doing it. And then there are just like lazy attitudes or sex cells so we're just gonna shove something up that looks like an erect penis like it's just lazy i felt really told yeah. off by becky <laughs> yeah you're just lazy. Are you gonna ju- lazy are you gonna judge me for that my most used emoji is the purple aubergine there i really enjoy the aubergine the peach and then the little splash yeah. oh yes yeah and like the pothole which i just recently discovered but the we're going off topic See, yeah. i'm just <laughs> feeling really uncomfortable now <laughs> Sorry, you, can, you can tell i'm not uh, i'm not dating in the social media age where those, <laughs> those emojis are apparently very useful you don't and have to talk anymore yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Which face is that one? It's the one that's like all the teeth showing and wide eyes. Oh. I don't. So, that's the one I don't get because some people ooh. use that when they mean angry, and some people use it when they mean they're having a really great time. I well, don't know is which that one their it is. Sex face? Is that what it is? I feel awkward. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Richter face. grin. I think. Well, I'm doing something yeah. very wrong because I'm putting it with an aubergine, a peach, and a splashy. Yeah. Shit. Each no. their own. You've been sending mixed messages. <laughs> I've gone wrong. But nobody wants those big gnashing teeth near their open <laughs> Surely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Louise Thank Pentland. It's been me. an absolute joy. What have you got coming up next? I know you've got a book coming out, is that right? Yes. yes. Um, I have a 2017 diary, so you can be very organised. Oh, I can't it's think about that yet. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, I have a DVD coming out of my live show, Louise Life, which is um, a theatre comedy show which touches on dating and uh, the joy or not joys of motherhood um, and suburban life which I think is hilarious um, uh, and uh, you know just generally follow me on everything and just buy all my stuff and will you Thank come to you. London Fashion Week with me I'm going to change can, your mind if I can sit next to you and you'll hold my hand and dress me I yes. will hold your hand I will stroke your hair otherwise I'm going to sit at home and cry about it and I will <laughs> feed you all the Haribos from the Glamour Fashion Car oh, that sounds great I like the fried eggs yep awesome <laughs> yeah Thank Your you. order's in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.